You're now watching Sold in 60. This is your host, Richie Rich. Shout out to our sponsors, Richdale School of Real Estate and Factual Films. You are now tuning in to Sold in 60. I have a special guest with me today. This is Mr. Hill. Mr. Hill is a product of when you talk about finding raw talent. So thank you for coming on the show, King. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yo, I'm trying to give them a little backstory. So if you tuned in, um, we always talk about, you know, talent and people that get into the industry. And just to give them a little bit of uh, background, you got referred to me from a friend of mine that didn't even uh, know you or anything, right? Correct. So you were, you were so tell us your story. How did that go down? Um, I used to work at Polo Ralph Lauren's outlet. First of all, he got good taste, by the way. Go ahead. I was the number one salesperson there. Richard next to me came to me one day. Um, I supposedly showed him a hat he hated. I didn't like it myself, but the pullover, we both bought the same pullover. After the pullover, I didn't like the hat for real. Mm -hmm. But I showed him the colors match, the patches match, get it. So um, my man Rich, he bought the hat. Everything was fine. A couple weeks later, um, his buddy came in, Fred, he was going on a trip with his family. He had to pick up a couple of things before they went on the trip. So by him doing that, I'm showing him different things in the store. He had said to me, um, you ever thought about selling timeshare? I said, no. Why, you think I can do it? He said, yeah, I think you can do it. We're going around the store. I'm showing him more different things. And he, he happened to say it two more times. Mm. And I asked him, well, I'm sorry. I asked him two more times. You really think I can sell timeshare? So on the third time, he stopped me. He said, check it out, man. I don't come up to people on a daily basis and tell them they can do my job. I'm letting you know you can do it and you will be successful at it. So much so as you sold my friend a hat that he didn't even want. I said, what, what you talking about? What are you talking about? And he, he brought Rich's, he brought the story over Rich. I said, okay, I do remember that a little bit, but not really. And he showed me a picture. Well, Rich came in the store probably a couple weeks after that. and He was in my face. And when he came to me at that time, he had a list and that list was showing performance of individuals at the resort and he said okay here's the low person here's a high person you've never done it before I think you may be in the middle so being in the middle this is kind of what you'll see and at that same time he showed me the picture of the hat I sold him with the pullover when he was on vacation and he said one thing he did appreciate even though he didn't like it that much is that when he stepped out of the resort when he was on vacation he did get several compliments that day so he said you know you actually sold something I didn't want I wore it and I got compliments. So mm -hmm. no one's going to say they don't like compliments. So from that is how Rich and I started our relationship. He got me into the resort and you know, I did my training and you know I worked at the resort for a little while. That's what's up. Yeah, I remember that hat. It was a uh, royal blue. Yeah, I, I was going to Colorado and I was trying to get right, and I bought the um I can't remember what the name of it is, but yeah, you hooked me up with that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, ah shit. So all I'm saying is that the people in the industry find people with that that can connect with people and you know create commonality and that that's when people see greatness in you so i'm I'm glad that him uh fred you know put the bug in your ear and then you took the time to reach out and then you you joined the resort so what was the training like when you when you started training the training was good in my opinion it um while you're there in training it make they make you feel like it's going to be intense mm -hmm. because they're preparing you to be in front of people and to know what you're talking about. So with that being said, you know, there are, after the second week, there's pretty much daily test of things you learned the day before. You go home and do your homework. You're going to take a test the next day. 
you have to get a certain percentage. You have to pass the test. If you don't pass enough tests, you're out of training. So the training was a little bit intense. Um, for myself, sometimes I didn't feel prepared or ready, but with the reassurance of Rich, it's another young lady that helped me out tremendously. Her name is Michelle Hernandez. You know, we got a bond that I'd never even thought because most individuals in my training class were afraid of her. Uh, she was the VP of training, by the way. So right. to get the VP to, to vibe with you, that's big. So with that being said, I was like, wow, okay. She she took a liking to me, let me put it to you like that. And she went actually above and beyond. I can't tell exactly what she did, but she went above and beyond to help me through the whole process because, again, as Rich was just saying, you find commonality in people. And it's just something we, her and I clicked, and it was, you know, it's a good relationship. So Michelle's, you know, her and Richard were big parts of that. And also I had a, um, a trainer, his name was Low Wood. He was a spectacular gentleman as well. He's very enthusiastic. Um, he's from a coaching background, so he brings coaching into it. He's super enthusiastic. Mm. Um, he'll be a cheerleader at some times, but he also will let you know when you're doing wrong. So let me ask you a question. So you made it out of training that you hit the sales floor. Now, knowing that, that you learned uh, about selling that particular product, do you think that the people that you were selling felt like the product really works? No. Some did, some didn't. Mm. Tell us more about that. Well, with me, um, to be quite honest with you, I didn't have that much success at the resort, mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out why. Because um, me just being Jason, I'm a you know I'm gonna talk to anybody. I'm gonna find something in common with with you, and I did my best at the resort, but still I was kind of maybe not being myself 100. percent So I was apprehensive. So sometimes you get people on the at, at the, what they call the table. So you get them at the table. You'll ask them a few questions about themselves and how they vacation. From there, you'll take them around the resort. You show them what we have to offer. Um, again, it could have been my skill set, but I wasn't able to convert the people that I saw. I don't know, because we did get common. I, I try to get common, you know, get commonality with them, but some people did have up that wall, and I couldn't figure out maneuver how to get around the wall, get under it, or get over it. I couldn't get past that wall, so I didn't have the most success. But at the end of my tenure at the resort, I did start to get better. You know, the last couple of days I had got two sales, but still it just didn't make the cut for what mm -hmm. Westgate wanted. So what I heard is that, you know, there are seasons where um, they let people go if they don't perform at a certain level. So you had some experience. Now, what do you think that you said you wasn't being yourself? What do you think that was? Um, I And even – to this day, I still can't figure out why, because I can approach it, any stranger, whatever, a polo would, no problem. It mm -hmm. was very easy for me. I approached every person, didn't matter if they spoke my language or not. And I always was number one in sales at polo because of that. But, you know, and I'm from the Midwest, so I see all different, I've seen all different kind of people in my life, but I don't know why. And I still can't figure it out, but I was talking to a buddy the other day in regards to that, and he was like, Jason, you just weren't being yourself at the table because if you were being yourself, the person that I see and others saw, you would have been very successful at the resort. But again, I just, I guess, um, I don't know what held me back. And what has to be, like you said, I just wasn't being myself, and I don't know what the hell's wrong with me, why I wasn't being myself. Now, do you think that it was like uh, the color of your skin or the clothes that you wore or just having a product that you wasn't aware of? I would say not the clothes I wore, never that. But again, the people they put in front of me, some of the people I could not get – I couldn't really break that wall down because mm -hmm. 
we were on two different ends of the spectrum as far as culture and things of that nature. And as well, um, there are tips and tricks you can, with experience, you'll find out at the resort. But for I just, basically, Jason's kind of black and white, so I follow the damn rules. Mm -hmm. and what I did was, every time I took someone out to the property, I did what I was told to do. And I took them to a property, or unit rather, which is a five-bedroom spectacular unit. But when I sit them at the table and tell them it's $100,000, people kind of shied away from that. And that even made the wall bigger. Well, let me ask you this. Did you believe that the product was worth $100,000? No. Because a lot of times, transfer of emotions, right? Correct. Like, when you stop me and say, yo, that shirt, is this this hat is fire. That's going to go good with this, especially when you're going. You see how that blue hits. I didn't like it because it was bulky hat. But the, the way you got me excited about how it matched and how it would look, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's right. All right, I'm going to take it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the same thing happens in timeshare. You know, you ask for $100,000. If we ask, ask for 100000 but we're a little bit reluctant to really work that number, and because we, we know there's a possible there's going to be a, a, another product that's going to be less, you know, people could see that. Like, he doesn't really believe in it. He's really lax, you know? But I'm going to give you a story. When I started, I had... Um, so under my beard, I had just grew a beard maybe a couple of years ago, maybe, I don't know, six years ago, whatever. I started wearing a beard. But before that, I didn't have a full beard. So I have a scar right here on my, on my cheek. I have tattoos on my forearm, right? Consciously, as a black man, I'm like, the people that I'm meeting are going to be judging me based upon my appearance, right? Not really the scar. The scar is me, you know? I could just explain that happened in a car accident or something. Um, but it didn't happen in a car accident. It happened fighting as a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the tattoo is, I'm thinking, you know, this is graffiti. So what I did when I first started is I wore, um, you know how the baseball people wear like a sleeve over their thing? Right. So in order for me to, first I would wear dress shirts. And dress shirts is not really my style. I went out to Ross or whatever, TJ Maxx, bought a bunch of dress shirts. You know what I'm saying? And it's hot, man. It's the summer. This is Florida. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, at the resort, I was okay, but when you go on property, I'm sweaty. So then I said, yeah, I got I to gotta get polo shirts. So I got the polo shirts, and I went to like um, like a Dick Sporting Goods, and I bought the sleeve. So I'm still trying to sell. I don't think I even got a deal yet with that. One day, I go into the resort, and I forget my sleeve, and I, I'm just in a polo shirt, and my tattoos is up. And I get a deal that day. And I said, damn it, I got a deal because I was comfortable. I got a deal because I was being myself. I was, You know what I'm saying? Right. And from that point on, I never wore that sleeve again because I understood that I had to be comfortable. That was the first hurdle. The second hurdle was believing in the product. Now, for me, I believe in the product because I grew up in that timeshare environment. My parents own timeshare. I believe in it. You know what I'm saying? But for you having a new product, you still have to learn it. You know what I'm saying? You kind of know there's tips and tricks that, that come along with it, there's a drop or the product can change and so forth. So I think you might have been just overanalyzing. Definitely analytical. So I, I, I won't disagree with that at all either. Mm. And I was like, because I would say this, I would actually say this to a different couple of different people throughout my, throughout my tenure. If I love, if I learn to love this like I love polo, all of y'all crushed. I'm going to kill all of y'all. I just got to love this like I love polo. If I love this like I love polo, I'm going to kill 
all of y'all. Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. walked around with the confidence. See, I got no shades right now. I walk around, I have confidence in myself, but you have to have total confidence in what you're doing. And I was not fully confident in the product. And as, you know, again, as Rich just said, I can agree with him. I just was probably overanalyzing things. And just then it's just getting out there and doing it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, I've seen people who have gone started at one resort, wasn't successful, go to another resor- resort and become a rock star. So where you start don't mean where you got to finish. You know what I'm saying? It was an experience. Um, maybe that product that you tried wasn't the best. You know, there's, in this industry, you have weeks, you have points, you have vacation clubs. And some people find success in other areas. As a matter of fact, there's a gentleman I know that um, was selling timeshare. And he, he didn't do well at all in timeshare. And he was timid and he wasn't, you know, an expressive person. He didn't have the drive for commonality. So they let him go. As a matter of fact, he didn't even like the way his T.O. handled him. Because, you know, it's a little rough. It was actually Yolanda was rough with him, right? Yolanda? Yolanda was his T.O. Yolanda's my T.O. now. Oh, word? She's a beast. So that gentleman left timeshare and went into residential. When I tell you residential was his sweet spot, that kid was selling every day. Every day he's posting under contract, under contract, right. new listing. I said, damn. I hit him up. Yo, congrats. So you're doing your thing. He hit me up. He said, yo, thank you for what y'all taught me. You know what I'm saying? He said, that product in timeshare was tough. I, could, I couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? But it made me stronger. And he found success somewhere else. So that happens a lot. I'm not telling you to go do residential. I'm just saying that sometimes it don't click on the first. Our boy Jamal. Jamal tell you his own story. Wait till he come up here. Oh, he told me. I know his Jamal, story. I, I you know, know what I'm saying? Story, right. I know first time came, then click. Second time came, then click. Came third time. Beast. Superstar. And what he did, he showed me. It was a couple weeks ago, but I'm not sure how long ago he got it. But he sent me a text message with the million dollar ring. He did. He did. He earned so, his ring. So he got his ring. So, hey, that's a feat at Westgate. That To get that ring means you are a top salesperson there. And, again, being top in sales there is going to give you money for your life to, you know, basically it's life-changing money. That's what I want to call it. It can – you can work this job. You can work a resort to make life-changing money. And I'm still um, on, on that path. That's what's up. And it's going to happen. So um, so let me ask you this. So instead of so off the line, then you transition to a different department. So you're still doing sales, but it's a different angle. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Okay, so tell us about that. Right now I'm in what's called in-house telesales. And what I'm doing, similar to the resort, because in, in-house at the resort you're speaking to owners mm-hmm. the majority of the time. So what happens is, is with in-house telesales, we speak to owners. And what we do is we talk to owners that have already owned property with Westgate, but they may be lacking in some areas. Um, in timeshare, you have a hole. That means you can travel every year or you have an odd year or an even year. Or you just may have a one-bedroom, but you got four or five kids. Mm-hmm. So what happens is um, in, in, in telesales, we talk to the people and we reach out to them via phone and we – um, the angle with that is is to lower the interest rate. The interest rate they just left the resort with, we're going to call them and let them know we have an option to lower that rate for you. But within lowering that rate, you have to increase on property. So you have a three-bedroom every other year. Let me get you that three-bedroom every year so you and your family can make memories every year. Those memories, you're going to take those to the grave. Mm. Nice. So basically, you're still upgrading owners just doing it over the phone. You don't have to meet with them face to face. Correct. And you know what's crazy is like some. I have friends that work there that 
were um, they were good on the sales floor. But anytime the resort goes through a change or let's say like what happened with COVID, a lot of those brothers and sisters left and went to telesales. Some of them said they would never come back because they love what they do. So, um, you know, shout out to them because it's, it's a different animal. And it's crazy because I come from I was a bill collector. I come from the the tele oh, sales. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was I was good on the phone, in my opinion. Um, I love being able to make up my voice, be whoever I want to be. They can't ever see me. You know what I'm saying? If I want to be country right now, I could be country if I wanted to. If I wanted to be, you know, hey, this is uh, Richard. Uh, listen, your file came on my desk here. I see that you have a high interest rate, and uh, you know, we want to help you. I could be whoever I want to be over right. the phone, right. and that was the fun part. So not having to see, build, deal with someone face to face was my was a strong suit, and I was like, I don't know if I could do this whole resort thing, you know what I'm saying? Because people could see you directly, but you know, I was able to be successful. My the person that referred me, uh, I call him. His name is Enrique. Uh, he called me while I was in New York, and that's the story that I share all the time. But to make a long story short, I didn't think that the face to face would have been my thing. And the same thing happens to some people that's at the resort and then they go into telesales and they crush it. So. The fact that you're still in the business, that's what matters. The fact that you're still using your talents because you're super talented, you know what I'm saying? Thank and you. I'm glad to see that you're you know, still in the company. Wherever, wherever you go, you're going to be successful. That's for a fact. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you as well. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what's the goal? What's, what's your goals for the next, um, for this, for next year? Where do you want to be? Basically, I want to... Um be more self-sufficient. Um, so with that, it's going to, you know, take some capital. Um, I got to change it. I have a couple of things I got to get correct in my life. Well, I, I'm, we on the podcast. I'm Jason. I'm going to be really real with you. I need to get a car. Mm -hmm. I don't have a vehicle because that's messing a lot of different opportunities up for me. So when I do get a vehicle, I'll um, be able to maneuver a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Also, with that being said, I'm with getting a vehicle, I'm thinking about going back to the resort. Mm -hmm. um, because going back to the resort, what I can do with that money is put it aside. You know, live my life, but I have to. You have to be disciplined as well with your money. So I'm live my life, and with that, what I mean by that is put money to the side to start investing in other things that may not have to do with timeshare or real estate mm -hmm. at all. But yeah. something that's gonna. I just want to um, basically build a foundation to where my daughter can see it, and she can kind of follow in dad's footsteps. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you one thing. As long as you have that tenacity and you have that drive, you're in the right position. It don't matter what department you're in or which resort you're at because you're, you've only experienced one. You know, you have the opportunity for unlimited income potential. You know what I'm saying? You have the gift of gap. You have the swag. You obviously know how to dress. You have a good taste. You know Thank you. I appreciate that. You're a low head. You know what I'm saying? And um, so regardless, man, you it, it, it's on and popping. You know, just don't stop. Don't stop the pursuit because, again, the, the position that you're in, there's no limit, right, to what you can make. Only go up. You can only go up, and you just have to have the drive and the goal. It's all about vision. Do you have a vision board? I don't. Okay, well, it's time to make one. And if you anyone that listen doesn't have a vision board, I encourage you to make one. And what is a vision board? It's like you put your goals you put your... Will you see yourself in the future? Will you see I know what it is, future. but I don't have one, which is a bad thing. That's the bad thing. I know exactly what it is, but I don't have one. And the suggestion you just gave me is the suggestion you'll hear from anyone that's successful. Not, not anyone, that's too broad of a word, but many people that are successful have vision boards. Mm -hmm. And what they do, they look at that vision board, be it 
They put it under their mirror, but they know they're going to put it in a location where they see it every day, multiple times a day, and that's going to keep you focused and keep you on your path. Yeah. So with all that being said, I should have one. You know, I just have to, because I look at a man in the mirror. Everything that happened to me in my life, be it good or bad, Jason put himself there. That's well, what I believe. We're going to do a follow-up session. We're going to bring you back on. We're going to do a follow-up. We're going to do that maybe uh, six months. You know what I'm saying? And I know that you're going you're gonna to hit certain levels of success. And we want you to share because there's somebody out there listening right now that's on the fence. Now, you know we're getting closer to the time of year where they hire new people. And it, it's listen, it takes a leap of faith to leave whatever you've been doing to get paid and then to jump into some other industry you have no idea about, right? Correct. That is only based upon sales. If you don't kill, you don't eat. So it takes, it takes the will. And, you know, because some people hold on to the other jobs but sometimes it's just not able you can't carry both you know what i'm saying whether it be time constraints or maybe it be energy you know it's kind of hard that training is no joke and i nah. give it to you because i think you you trained and you were still working yeah, i was still was working place. at polo yeah you know what i'm saying and i mean that that takes a different type of individual when right. we were hiring for that we told people yo you can't have another job you can't have a life that's true you know yes, they did tell me that and they asked me about that and they were like jason well i don't know about you staying at that polo and to make it through to hold down both. That just shows you have a different type of strength. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that's what I want to say. So I appreciate that. And to put a little bit on that, my buddy at the time, because, you know, Rich probably didn't know. He may have known. He may not have known. I may have shared it with him. I'm not sure. But when I was in training, you know, to get there, you know, one thing about training, it trains you what the resort wants. So what the resort wants is people that are on time. Mm. To get to training on time every day. I believe it started at 8 o'clock. I'd have to be on the bus when it was dark. Every day I was on the bus like mm. about 5.30. So every day I was outside when it was dark. And one of my boys was like, damn, man, I can't believe you. I can't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't just do that every day. I couldn't get up every day. When it's dark, I said, I get on the bus and mm -hmm. go back home. It was it was. That let me know I that let me know I can do it. I wasn't as successful as I should have been, but I can do it. You definitely did it. And that that takes that's drive, man. That's like if I when I watch like something like Pursuit of Happiness or something something like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you have the you have the will and you see people around you that and you you know, you've seen you, people you. You're inspiration yourself. You're inspiration. I don't talk to you as much as I should, as much as I would like to be quite honest with you. But this man's an inspiration right here. As I, I talked about Michelle Hernandez a little bit earlier, but if it wasn't for this gentleman, myself, of course, but this gentleman and Michelle Hernandez, you know, I, I don't know if I would have made it through. This guy right here, he, he's a good person, you know. Every He's a good guy. I'm not going to say anything other than that. He's a good guy. And the people that are watching this that know him, knowing that he's good chance he's helped them in the past as well. Mm. And he's willing to help them again. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. But I, I just know that um, each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Spreading love. Because I feel like if you're in this state and you um, have the opportunity to get into this type of business or even real estate, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just it's mind-blowing what it could be. It could be done. Now, shit don't pop right off the bat. Even for my people that's doing residential. I know before we started the show, we had a small conversation about residential. I know people that been in that and haven't really clicked until their second or third year, you know? You know, you asked me, what's the market like? 
Um, and is it bad? You know, even with the interest rates being up, I mean, people still need a place to stay. People still need to buy a house if they don't own one already. But it won't be, it's not as easy to qualify or, you know, the, the cost is a little bit more than it, it was previously. But I still think that, I still believe in home ownership. That I think that if you don't own it, because how do you come up when you buy a home, God willing, that the equity of the home goes up and the balance goes down, uh, a savvy person is able to borrow money against that and do something else and greater. If you have a dream to start a business or to take your kids to college or if you want to try to buy another property, like that's what it is about. Yeah, there's a lot of people on Instagram talking about the house hack, which is, you know, for your first home, buy a multifamily house, live in one unit, rent the rest. But we don't have that many multifamilies here. Not like, yeah, not like that. For not like you see. In this like, area, no. Nah. nah, exactly. So, I mean, some of those things you can't do. But I still do believe that home ownership is very, very important. Whether you're getting involved now or you're getting involved later, we can't wait for another recession or hoping that it's going to be a, a market where we can buy at the low because right now the banks have protected themselves from going through that again because lending lending laws have changed. Correct. But, I mean, um, you're going to see much success. You're going to have a new – what kind of car you want? I want um I'm gonna get, it's gonna be pre on. I want a Jaguar XJ. Okay, so I want you to get the the picture of the Jag. All right, we're gonna print that bad boy out. All right, and we got a goal. We're gonna know. I'm gonna, we're gonna revisit this, and we're gonna. I can't wait to talk about your success because I know you're gonna get it, and that's gonna be the. Because someone out there is in the same seat, and they need to make their board, and they need to you know put their their foot forward to make it happen. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So, Mr. Hill, I appreciate you coming through. I wish you mass success. We're going to have you back on and share with the people. Guys, you're now listening to Sold in 60. That was Mr. Hill. That's my guy right there. Follow up. Follow him on Instagram. We're going to tag him on the on the clips. And again, if you are in the business and you want to come up with the factual films to get on Sold in 60, click the link in the bio. Send a message. Also, click the link to order our uh, objection flashcards, shot glasses, and apparel. We out.